When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 218. This episode is brought to you by Inductive Bible Study Courses. Our Gospel of John online class for teens takes you through a verse-by-verse inductive study of John 1-12 through in about 15 weeks. It's a great mix of independent work and video lessons, and this class will give your teens the life skill of reading and understanding the Bible in context. You can even enjoy family pricing. That means one price for the whole family. It even includes quizzes, projects, and rubrics if you need a grade for the transcript. And you can save 25% off the price of this course when you use the coupon code SAVE25. Find the course at 41more.com forward slash John. And before I jump into today's episode, I just wanted to remind you that you still have a week or two to enter the giveaway from IEW to win their newest course, Introduction to Public Speaking. This giveaway is open until June 27th, 2023. And if you want to enter to win, this is a $99 value. You can go to 41more.com forward slash IPS. That's for Introduction to Public Speaking, 41more.com forward slash IPS. Welcome to episode 218. Today, I'm going to give you a peek inside what we're using for 10th grade this year. And if you want to see everything in more detail, you can find it in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 218. So last week's episode was a peek into our fifth grade choices. And then this week, I'm showing you my only other student I have in my homeschool is my 10th grader. I've graduated three kids now, so my homeschool is shrinking and it's such a weird feeling. So I have a fifth grader and a 10th grader in the fall. And so I thought I'd tell you about the things that have changed over the years, maybe if there's anything that stayed the same, and just some of the mindset that you will need when you're homeschooling a high schooler, especially if you haven't gotten to that point yet, you might want a little peek into, okay, what does homeschool high school look like? What are the things I need to know? And so that's what we're going to cover on today's episode. So here is my inside peek for you into what we're using for 10th grade homeschool. So let's start by talking about mindset because When you're homeschooling in the high school years, a lot of your success will depend on the groundwork that you've already laid in previous years. And I'm talking about things like expectations, 
motivation, responsibility. You know, if you feel like, okay, I haven't really helped my kids learn to be responsible. I haven't really had high expectations for the level of work I want to see out of them. It's not too late to tackle it. It might be a little harder if you're just starting now, but if you haven't gotten to high school yet, just remember the groundwork you lay in your homeschool is going to have rewards or consequences in future years. So to make high school a really successful experience, you want to be working yourself out of a job. You should not under normal circumstances, be sitting there teaching your high schooler every little thing. I mean, if you love that and you want to do that, of course you can do that. But most of us would say we want our kids to be more independent learners and we don't want to have to be doing every little thing with them every day. And that is a great plan. So the bottom line is you should be working yourself out of a job and becoming more of a mentor, curriculum planner, occasional tutor, and a cheerleader rather than a direct teacher every waking moment of your school day. And so as your involvement goes down on a daily basis, your child's responsibility goes up. And I have a great graphic. If you want to see a visual of this, head on over to the show notes, because I think this is important for mindset and to realize what your end goal is when you're homeschooling. So that's where you want to get by the time your kids are in ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th. So with that in mind, that's going to help you choose curriculum. Do you see how you have to have kind of a mindset or a philosophy or, you know, a general idea of where you're trying to get, and then you're going to be able to pick the curriculum. A lot of us get it backwards and we try to pick curriculum and then shove it into these, you know, these round pegs into square holes. Is that how it works? You know, it just doesn't work that way. So you want to start with your mindset first, then you can pick the right curriculum for your kid. So here are some things you want to ask when you're choosing curriculum. What's your worldview? Do you want secular or religious curriculum? Um, What is your student's learning style? Is your teen an independent worker? What are your future plans? What are your teen's future plans? Are they going to college, maybe military, maybe the workforce? Some of this is going to influence your choices also. Will multiple students be learning together? Do you hope to reuse this curriculum another year for younger sibling? Is it easy to use? And what's your budget? All of these things are important. And depending on your answers to these and your homeschooling style, you could go all in and video courses, maybe all in on textbook based or just buy a big boxed 10th grade curriculum from a popular publisher. Or what we love to do the most is pick and choose our favorite options and make an eclectic mix of resources. So that's kind of the um, great giant overview of how you can pick curriculum for 10th grade. So based on how we answer those questions, I'm going to share now with you each individual subject and which curriculum my 10th grader will be using in the fall. So let me start with math. This year, we've decided to use Khan Academy for geometry. We haven't really used a ton of math programs. We actually started and still use BJU Press Math for nearly all the grades. But as soon as my oldest got into high school and he needed help and then the next kid was high school and there was too many high schoolers that needed sporadic help with math, I realized I couldn't jump into algebra two or geometry and remember where they were and help them with little 
questions and stuff, I needed to start outsourcing it. And that's why we used CTC math for many years. It's video based. They could be independent and it was a great one low family price for all my kids. But now that I only have two kids left in homeschool and my fifth grader is still using BJU press for math, I was like, you know, I don't want to pay CTC math's price just for one kid And so I've heard a lot of good things about Khan Academy. It is free, so I'm not sure how clunky it's going to be to navigate, but I have met families who've used it and have been happy with it. And so we'll definitely, we'll definitely try it. Um, I probably might've actually used the BJU press if I hadn't gotten rid of my curriculum many years ago when we switched over to CTC. So I'm kind of like that. If I've already bought it, I might, I might've used it again, you know, because I did have it, but I think I sold it. So I'm going to try Khan Academy for geometry and I will definitely let you know how it goes. And, um, I'll try to do a review of how that works, but that's our choice there. It's free. It keeps track of your students' progress. And it seems like it should be pretty well mapped out. So for English this year, we're really excited to be using Byline from Clearwater Press. Now, if you want to hear about the philosophy behind Clearwater Press curriculum, listen to episode 209, where we interviewed, um, I guess you could call him the main instructor, the owner, uh, the creative mind behind uh, Clearwater Press, and that would be Daniel Schwabauer. And the cool thing about his English and language arts um, classes and curriculum is that they're not just random. You know how grammar and writing can be, can feel like super random assignments can be really dry and boring. And some kids are a little bit hesitant or resistant to completing those assignments if they feel like it's just a bunch of busy work. But what we love about the Clearwater Press uh, curriculum is that they're project-based. So everything your student works on throughout the whole year is not just random assignments that are, you know, write this essay, write this, do, you know, do this bit of grammar. It actually all fits into a final project that they've, that they're going to work on all through the year. So byline, I think looks fascinating. We did cover story last year. This year byline is basically your kid's take the job of a journalist. And so they're writing about really cool events in history, the Hindenburg disaster, you know, and they're actually going to learn essay writing, but it's not called essay writing. They'll be journalists covering some of the most interesting stories of the last hundred years. So we're really excited to use this um, program. And you know that I will definitely have a full-on review once we've done it, but it's DVD-based, so there's lessons, uh, there's a teacher's guide, and then there's a student book called a training manual. It definitely looks like a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to using it. Now, we will also be using Fix-It Grammar for just five minutes a day or so is how long it takes to complete each lesson. That should just keep up with grammar instruction and review in the high school years. We will be doing level five. 
And then he's going to be reading regularly. Since we're using not grass history, they include a literature list to go with their high school courses and will most likely choose books based off that list. And then I, this is really overkill for English this year. But since we started Introduction to Public Speaking, this is the newest course from IEW. We started it in the spring in order to write a little review. We didn't get super far in, but it's only a 12-week course. So we'll also finish that as a public speaking course. I mean, that could even be, you know, one semester of English if you wanted to. So, I mean, we're doing a lot for English this year. You don't have to do this much for one credit of English in high school, but we are. It's just I, certain things I want to finish, certain things we're doing. So anyway, don't take this to mean you have to do four different curriculum choices for English in high school. You don't. It's just what we ended up with this year. But um, I think it's going to be really great. I think it's going to set him up uh, for some success moving forward with his writing skills and even speaking skills by taking this introduction to public speaking course. And if you want to try out free lessons of any of these, um, head on over to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 218, because you can try the speech class, two weeks of it for free. You can also try Fix It Grammar for free. So I will have links to all those in the show notes. Now, since I mentioned Knotgrass history, I will jump to that right now. We're going to be using Exploring America. And this, if you use everything they suggest, you could get three credits for this. One for history, one for English, one for Bible. We have yet to do that because there's always other things I want to use for English and usually other things for Bible. We tend to just use it for history, but just know that it's a really flexible curriculum where if you do the extra stuff, you can essentially get three classes, three credits done with this one curriculum. It's very user-friendly. My kids can work through it independently. And I also love that they include a lot of primary source documents, you know, so you're not just reading someone's explanation of everything in the history textbook. You can also go back and they have a whole hardcover textbook called American Voices, where you're reading the speeches and the letters and the documents and all that. So that's really kind of neat for a history course. Um, I'm kind of sad with, with high school history because I only usually have to figure out what my kids are taking in ninth and 10th grade. Usually by 11th and 12th grade, my kids are working on history as a dual enrollment course. So they get credit for college, you know, taking like the freshman history course that everyone needs to take. And they're also getting credit, you know, in high school. So I'm kind of sad because I don't have four years of history to map out. And I wish I did. But, um, you know, because I know dual enrollment tends to be a world history course, we typically just, you know, know that will be covered with dual enrollment. So that's why this year we're doing American history specifically. Sometimes I know American history is safe for 11th grade, but the reason we're doing it now is because of what we expect he'll be doing for dual enrollment next year. So Knockgrass history is a great curriculum. We've really loved it through high school. That's the main uh, resource we've used through all the high school years. And we, we've been staying with it because it's really great. So, um, definitely check on over at my blog if you want to see a full on review of Knockgrass, but we definitely recommend it. Now for science this year, we're using Apologia Biology, and we've used this 
for, I guess, pretty much all my kids in high school so far. And we really appreciate how it's laid out. And also the student notebook that you can purchase to use alongside the textbook really helps keep the kids on task and to know what they need to do every day. Um, I ran into a bit of issue because Apologia switched editions and we had the second edition textbook and I had always bought the student notebooks. And now that they've switched to third edition, I cannot find a second edition student notebook anywhere that's a reasonable price. And so uh, I'm kind of not knowing how I'm going to figure this out this year, but I went ahead and bought the whole new third edition used from someone, although their student notebook you know, it was almost like brand new. So I did buy the whole new thing. This kind of bothers me because I purchased all this stuff years ago, was hoping to use it for all my kids. And then I felt like, oh my goodness, I have two more left. I guess I have to update editions so I can get a student notebook every year because that's consumable. They write in it. So I need a new one every year. And then once I purchased that, I found out that there is a place called Knowledge Box Central where they have inexpensive lap book journal downloads that go along with the Apologia books. And it's only like $15. It's basically like your own student notebook that you can print out for your kids. And so now I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. If I can resell this new third edition, I'm going to just do the $15 knowledge box central download, and we'll just print out our own stuff and make our own student notebook. And if I can't, since I already purchased it, I just don't know. But we're definitely using Apologia Biology. I just don't know which which um, edition. But this might help some of you if you find older editions to Apologia Science courses, and you're like, I really, you know, don't want to buy the new updated thing. I want to use, you know, you find it used on eBay. You can get it for really good prices if they're older editions. But if you want to have that lap book or journal or student notebook component, just know if you go to Knowledge Box Central, you can find that really inexpensively and it really might save you, I mean, hundreds of dollars if you do it that way. So that's what we're using. We love Apologia because it's a Christian homeschool science curriculum. We want it from a Christian worldview and it's just laid out really well for homeschoolers. And it's it's super challenging. It's not watered down at all. In fact, it's almost too challenging. We don't even get through the whole thing ever, but we just do our best, keep working on it every day. And so that's what we're using for science. Now, what I've just walked you through are maybe the four core courses that you would expect every student, especially in high school, but you know, pretty much every student to be covering every year, right? So it's their math, their English, and then science and history or social studies. So those are the main core courses. But now I'm going to branch off into some of the, what you might call electives, right? The ones that are not required per se, but these are the other extra courses that we'll be using this year. So for foreign language, we've been doing visual Latin from Compass Classroom. We did visual Latin one last year, and I think it surprised my son that he enjoyed it so much. He got the hang of it. He did really well. And so I said, hey, do you want to do visual Latin too? Or do you want to do something more maybe, I mean, I don't want to say practical. Latin is super practical, but you know, something like Spanish or French, do you want to do something else this year? And no, he wanted to do visual Latin too. So that's what we're doing. And we really recommend the the course there. It is the teachers engaging. It's easy to follow. And um, really, I think they even market visual Latin for middle schoolers or maybe even younger kids. You just take it slower. So we really like visual Latin and we'll be moving on to the second course this fall.
we always like to include a Bible course, and my kids have taken um, all my inductive Bible study courses so far, or I would have given him one of those. I need to develop a new one. I can't keep up with them, but um, we're going to try out a BJU Press Biblical Worldview course this year, and so I think it'll be great for him, and I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know how it goes. I'll do a full review when we're done, but that's what we're trying, and we'll see how that goes. As far as any extra things, he's also doing piano lessons with me, his mom, and he's doing really well with that. So we'll keep going with that. And he gets a credit for that on his transcript also for time and effort put in. But that's basically his year. He does a lot of, um, well, I guess I should say we're doing little extra things, I guess, like building thinking skills from Critical Thinking Company. It's just a workbook that, you know, we'll work through a few pages each week. It's not a it's not a full course or a credit or anything, but we do, we add in things like that too. It helps the kids get prepped for upcoming, you know, ACTs and whatever it's higher order thinking activities, which is always good. So those are just the main things we're using this year. And, um, honestly, a lot of things have changed in just a few short years since my oldest did 10th grade. And that's what you need to embrace is you can make plans, but then there might be new curriculum or the next child learns in a different way. Or the first thing you chose years ago just doesn't work. It's kind of clunky. It's okay to walk away from it and choose something different. Or maybe your finances change and you really can't keep buying this expensive online uh, course for your kids, you know? So take advantage of the flexibility and freedom you have when you're homeschooling. Don't feel like any of my choices are the very best choices in the whole world. It's just meant to be an inspiration to you and kind of like give you ideas of what a 10th grade eclectic, I would say budget-friendly mix could look like. So if you're curious about any of these things, check out the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 218 and you can dig down a little deeper and see if I have reviews and that type of thing. But definitely check check us out there and we will be back next week with another actionable strategy session for you for homeschooling. So thanks for joining us today. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.